Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, and welcome back. This is going to be for Isaiah chapter 19. And I'm going to read you a little bit of a heading here or introduction to the chapter. This chapter is a burden or prophecy concerning Egypt. True to Isaiah's pattern of multiple layers of meaning, in this chapter he interwines prophecies regarding both ancient and modern Egypt and its modern superpower equivalent, America. An understanding of the history of ancient Egypt serves as a guide, enabling us to recognize in this prophecy what elements pertain to ancient or modern Egypt, what pertains to modern America, and what probably pertains to both. It is abundantly clear that Isaiah is speaking of the future because the events described in this chapter as befalling the now-vanished empires of Egypt and Assyria are not represented in their histories. Our challenge is to recognize modern players on Isaiah's stage. Why the association of Egypt with America? The modern inhabitants of America are to a great extent descendants of Joseph, led out of Europe and elsewhere during the time of colonization by the hand of the Lord, and later also as the gospel was preached in those areas. Lehi prophesied, There shall none come into this land, America, save they shall be brought by the hand of the Lord. The missionaries who go forth to scattered Israel in the latter days are primarily of the tribe of Joseph. They carry with them the Book of Mormon, a scriptural account of a remnant of the tribe of Joseph translated from Reformed Egyptian. This cultural link to ancient Egypt is represented symbolically by the vessels of bulrushes upon the waters, which carry swift messengers to scattered Israel. In chapter 19, Isaiah foretells Egypt being smitten by the Lord and destroyed. The destruction may have coincided with invasions by Alexander the Great, Rome, or the invading Arabians as far as ancient Egypt is concerned, but the bulk of this prophecy applies to Egypt's modern superpower counterpart, America. Following her destruction, the Lord will heal Egypt and three with and three modern nations called Egypt, Assyria, and Israel by Isaiah will be blessed together. That's uh, from Isaiah, the times of fulfillment. So pay attention as we get into this. This talks about the destruction of America. Uh, might be uh, helpful to understand this. Verses 1 to 25, a prophecy concerning Egypt's devastation and ultimate return to the Lord. The burden, i.e. a message of doom lifted up against Egypt. Behold, the Lord rideth upon a swift cloud. What swift cloud could come into modern America sent by the Lord to destroy her idolatry? One possibility is nuclear warfare. Other possibilities are explosives designed to disperse deadly radioactive materials, an electromagnetic shock wave that would disable electronics and electrical transmission, conventional explosives with large-scale devastating effects or clouds of toxic chemicals moving swiftly to exterminate multitudes of people. Regardless of its precise nature, the Lord would permit the devastation ushered in by this swift cloud. And shall come into Egypt, and the idols of Egypt shall be moved at his presence, and the heart of Egypt shall melt in the midst of it. The Lord will visit Egypt with destruction. And I will set the Egyptians against the Egyptians, civil war, and they shall fight everyone against his brother and everyone against his neighbor, city against city and kingdom against kingdom. Fulfillment of this prophecy may have had its beginnings with the American Civil War, but it's doubtless yet to be completely fulfilled. Of interest here is that the conflicts coincide with breakdown of social elements, including the family, neighborhoods and cities, and nations and kingdoms. What current circumstances do we see about us that will deteriorate into the anarchy described by Isaiah? The Lord, however, will 
not allow America to be to self-destruct as long as he has use from its present government as a world-stabilizing influence to permit continuing spread of the gospel. Verse 3, And the spirit of Egypt shall fail, or demoralized. This likely means that the great underlying principles established by the founding fathers will be forsaken and rejected. Religious belief will decline into spiritualism and sorcery. These are, from, these are comments from the Isaiah, the times of fulfillment. In the midst thereof, and I will destroy the counsel thereof, and they shall seek to the idols and to the charmers and to them that have familiar spirits, necromancers, and to the wizards they shall seek false gods. From the chiasm of verse 1 to 3, a logical succession of events emerges. First, a cataclysmic event or act of God, then a failure of the government's underlying principles, followed by reliance upon idolatry, superstition, and wizardry in place of the practice of true religion. Conflicts break out first between kingdoms, then against fellow countrymen. Cities would rise in conflict with other cities, then families and neighborhoods would be split apart. The result would be anarchy and chaos. For the Egyptians will I give over into the hand of the cruel Lord, or hard masters, and a fierce king shall rule over them, saith the Lord, the Lord of hosts. Fulfillment of this prophecy may have occurred with foreign powers invading and conquering ancient Egypt, including Nubian, Assyrian, and Persian rulers, Alexander the Great, the Romans, and the Muslims. But the modern cruel Lord and fierce king ruling over fallen America has yet to be made manifest. An alternative Hebrew meaning for cruel Lord is hard masters. Because of conflicts dividing kingdoms and nation, cities, families, and neighborhoods, the modern analogy of ancient Egypt is left weakened and vulnerable militarily and would be easily overcome by a cruel Lord. Verse 5, And the waters shall fail from the sea, or dry up, and the river shall be wasted and dried up, and they shall turn the rivers far away, and the brooks of defense shall be emptied and dried up. Drying up of brooks of defense suggests that military defenses would be compromised. The reeds and flags shall wither. The, the paper reeds by the brooks, by the mouth of the brooks, and everything sown by the brooks shall wither, be driven away, and be no more. Um, it sounds like our country, because we've actually um, gotten rid of a lot of our weapons, haven't we? Verse 8, the fishers also shall mourn, and they, sh they that cast angle or fish hooks into the brook shall lament, and they that spread nets upon the waters shall languish. Moreover, they that work in fine flax, and they that weave networks or fine linens shall be confounded. These three things represent the major industries of Egypt for which she gained a fine reputation. Fishing was universally important in that river nation. The fine flax represents the fine twine linen that was world-renowned. It was the white material used in the sacred coverings of the tabernacle of Moses. The network weaving is the process of making the cotton garment common in Egypt. To have all three fail would be a national calamity. Verse 10, And they shall be broken in the purposes thereof, or Hebrew, her foundations shall be crushed, all that make sluices and ponds for fish. Surely the princes of Zoan, Egypt's capital, Tanis, from about 1100 to 660 B.C., are fools. The counsel of the wise counselors of Pharaoh it became, it is become brutish. How say ye unto Pharaoh, I am the son of the wise, the son of ancient kings? In these verses, Isaiah foretells total economic shutdown for modern America, describing in terms of the prominent industries of ancient Egypt. Where are they? Where are thy wise men? And let them tell thee now, and let them know what the Lord of hosts hath purposed upon Egypt. The princes of Zoan are become fools. The princes of Noph are deceived. They have also been seduced. Egypt, even they that are the stay or cornerstones of the tribes thereof. The Lord hath mingled a perverse spirit in the, in the midst thereof, and they have caused Egypt to err in every work thereof, as a drunken man staggereth in his vomit. Neither shall there be any work for Egypt which the head, of, the head or tail, i.e. the different levels of society, branch or rush, may do. 
In that day shall Egypt be like unto women, and it shall be afraid and fear because of the shaking of the hand of the Lord of hosts, which he shaketh over it. And the hand of Judah shall be a terror unto Egypt. Modern America, in her weakened condition, following economic collapse, would greatly fear the Jews. Every one that maketh mention thereof shall be afraid in himself because of the counsel of the Lord of hosts, which he hath determined against it. In that day shall five cities of the land of Egypt speak the language of Canaan and swear to the Lord of hosts. One shall be called the city of destruction." In Hebrew, Heres, possibly of the sun, perhaps Heliopolis, one of the oldest cities of the Nile Delta. John Oswald said, Egypt's turn to God will be so complete that some cities will go so far as to adopt even the language of Judah. Verse 19, In that day shall there be an altar or a temple of the, to the Lord in the midst of the land of Egypt, and a pillar, a holy place, on, at the border thereof to the Lord. And it shall be for a sign and for a witness unto the Lord of hosts in the land of Egypt, for they shall cry unto the Lord because of the oppressors, and he shall send them a Savior and a great one, and he shall deliver them. And the Lord shall be known to Egypt, and the Egyptians shall know the Lord in that day, and shall do sacrifice and oblation. Yea, they shall vow a vow unto the Lord and perform it. And the Lord shall smite Egypt, he shall smite and heal it, and they shall return even to the Lord, and he shall be entreated of them, and shall heal them. In that day there shall be a highway out of Egypt to Assyria, and the Assyrian shall come into Egypt and the Egyptian into Assyria, and the Egyptians shall serve with the Assyrians. This suggests that the modern nation represented by these ancient superpowers will, pra will practice the true gospel. In that day shall Israel be the third with Egypt and with Assyria, i.e. all three will be allied with Israel as a blessing in the midst of them. Even a blessing in the midst of the land, all will share in the blessings of the gospel together, whom the Lord of hosts shall bless, saying, Blessed be Egypt my people, and Assyria the work of my hands, and Israel mine inheritance. Anyway, that's uh, pretty uh, dismal, or, uh, the future here of America, if we are destroyed. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that the Lord will protect the saints and those that are living righteously. Anyway, uh, that's the end of the chapter. We'll see you next time. Bye.